God's word is to be honored. Amen. And if you can stand, then you should. Amen. When you hear the reading of God's word. Amen. It says, but you, why do you judge your brother? Or you again, why do you regard your brother with contempt? For we all stand, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me. And every tongue shall give praise to God. Verse 12. So then each one of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, hmm, let us not judge one another anymore. But rather determine this. Not to put an obstacle or a stumbling block in a brother's way. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't judge me. Amen. That's what I'm talking about this morning. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for your power and presence. I ask that you'd forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness, God. Use this vessel, God, to preach your word. I pray for each and every person here now that they would privately ask for the forgiveness of their sins so that they can receive a word from you. We love you. We thank you. Pray for those watching online that they would turn their private place into a worship space right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Thank you, ushers. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Don't judge me. Part two. Amen. Stronger Christians judging weaker Christians. Despite our best efforts, we all judge people. It might be over small things, like a coworker who took too long at a lunch break. Um, even a person who behaves selfishly or hurts someone. Judging means to form an opinion about someone or something based on evidence, thoughts, feelings that occurs within the few minutes that you meet someone. For instance, you can have a person that walk in with a three-piece suit, and you may think in your mind, oh, man, that guy, he got it going on. Amen. Or you may have someone that come in with some jeans or, and a torn-up shirt, and you're like, man, that brother's struggling. Something's going on in his life. But you don't know he may be a billionaire. You, know, you don't know. We judge people. You know, we do it all the time. And what I talked to you last week about is about how Christians judge other Christians. Talk to you about the fact that sometimes our opinions of people, amen, can cause us to formulate, amen, uh, a certain kind of way we treat each other. Uh, this is done on the subconscious level. As your brain takes in information to decide whether or not you're in danger. Let me say this. Judging is not a bad thing. 
But remember what I said last week. Make sure before you judge someone, you're looking at you first. The Bible tells us that we, the, the level that we judge people, make sure, and next week I'll show you some other scriptures on that, make sure that you look at yourself. Make sure the same standard that you have for other people that you have for yourself. People that have trust issues, amen, only need to look in the mirror. I'm going to say it one more time. People who have trust issues, amen, only need to look in the mirror because there they will meet the one person that will betray them. I'm going to say it one more time. People who have trust issues, amen, ought to look in the mirror because there they'll find the person that will betray them. You see, a lot of times we hold people to a standard, amen, that we often can't live up to. Are you with me? You see, Paul is dealing with a church here in the book of Romans. He's dealing with a church who was made up with people from different cultures. There was the Jews and the Gentiles, and then there were the the Gentiles who were Roman raised, and so they were raised with different ideas, different philosophies, different opinions, and things like that, right? And Paul begins in this chapter, amen, and he's trying to help these brothers and sisters in this church to understand something. Here's what he wanted them to understand, that yes, we may be different, but we belong now to Jesus Christ. The one thing that we all have in common as brothers and sisters in Christ, amen, is that we all are of the same womb. That's what the word brothers is in the Greek. It means Adolphus. It means from the same womb. And that is that Jesus Christ Paid the price and the penalty for our sins so that you and I can have this life that we have now. But what happens when people come together from different cultures and different backgrounds is this, that you bring all of your ideas and opinions. And There's nothing wrong with people having opinions and ideas, but here's the thing we have to do. At some point, we have to move to maturity. At some point, we ought not to stumble over the same thing that we're struggling with or been struggling with all of our lives. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes, it's those things that people judge you for are the things that they don't realize that you're still struggling with. Do I have a witness? And I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. Paul is saying now in Christ, amen, that we now have the ability to be overcomers. I'm going to say it one more time. We are overcomers. Amen. And we are not just overcomers, but we are conquerors. You know what a conqueror is? One who can climb above any situation, any circumstance. Amen. Listen, you may be looking at me now and say, man, he sure is broke up. But guess what? I ain't going to stay there long. Tell your neighbor, don't judge me. You may judge me by my words. You may judge me by my actions. But sometimes I may mess up. 
Come on, somebody. I wish I had somebody. Oftentimes, watch this, the people that judge or the person that decides that they're not going along with, the, with whatever it is, watch this, watch this, they may be the one who decided I'm going to walk right. So then they make up things about this person. Or they say things about this person. He ain't no good. He's no good because he didn't agree with you. We put rules on people that we can't even live by. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I want to say something about the Christian life. Christians are hard on Christians, man. Amen. Christians are hard on Christians. And, and what the world says about Christians is that we're very judgmental. That's why some people don't come to church. I don't come to church because, you know, I don't have the right clothes or my hair ain't done or this ain't done or that ain't done. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Ain't nobody bothered about you. So you might as well just come on in the house of God. Amen. We're going to worship together and we're going to have a good time. Amen. Paul is sharing with these brothers and sisters in this church. And he says, listen, he says, there is something that we all have to learn. And I dealt with verses 1 to verse 9 last week. And so let's look at verse 10. He says, but you. You see the distinction there? See, what he's doing here, he's talking to Christians. This is the part that got me. He's not talking to unbelievers judging unbelievers. He's talking to, believer, he's talking to believers who had an issue. They had a big issue in church. And look what he says. But you, why? He asked the question, why do you judge your brother? He says, why? Why do you judge your brother or you again? Why do you regard your brother with what? Contempt. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. He says, why do you? Why do you judge? And why do you regard your brother with contempt? That word contempt means to despise him. Have you ever been despised before? Have you ever been judged before? Have you heard words from people, come on somebody, who say they know the Bible? Are y'all all right? Is it, are y'all good? Or? <laughs> Amen. We're going right there somewhere. Amen. Watch this. Why he says, he says, for we all, for we will all stand before the what? Judgment seat of God. See, here's the thing. The believer will stand before the Bema seat of Christ. Know the difference. You may want to write this down. The unbeliever will stand before the great white throne for judgment, for condemnation. The believer will stand before God one day to be judged for evaluation <laughs> and rewards. I'm going to say it one more time. The believer will stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day for evaluation and rewards. So we got to be careful how we judge people. We got to be careful how we live, but we got to be careful how we judge people because only God can give you a reward for what you do here in this life. Do I have anybody? Now, the unbeliever, when they stand before the great white throne, it is for condemnation. The fact that they did not 
accept Christ, and then ultimately, you ready? Annihilation. They be to the fiery lake to live there forever. No relief. Some people call that place hell. And you think you got hell on earth, and you think it's so hot in Texas. But I want to tell you something, ain't going to be no heat like hell heat. Okay? But what he's saying here, he says, listen, stop judging your brother and stop despising your brother. So what's the first point I got? Here's the first point I have you today that we really need to pay attention to, right? You ready? Write this down when we, before we go to judge people. Number one is we are all equal in the eyes of God. Okay? We're all equal in the eyes of God. That's the first thing you got to know. He says, he says, watch it. He says, for it is written, as I say, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow, every knee shall bow. There's going to be a day of judgment where every knee shall bow before God and every tongue shall give praise. So then, he says, each one of us will give what? For who? Tell your neighbor, mind your business. You all up in my business. There's going to be a day where we will all give an account to God, an answer. So, so tell me, <laughs> you know what God's going to do? He's going to throw up your whole life on the screen. Now watch this. Now I'm trying to help you with something. Paul, remember, the judging that was going on in that time was so tough that Paul had to go way back in Isaiah to bring it to, to, to them to say, listen, you and I will stand before God one day. So stop judging your brother just because he's weak. Because he has trouble, because he's struggling with this sin or he's struggling with that sin. Or he's, listen, I'm not saying that you could, should continue in sin, but here's the thing. If you're struggling right now, we're going to pray for you. And until God delivers you, come on somebody. Listen, stop. Your convictions may cause you to become paranoid though. And you may think everybody looking at you. That's why you know you're doing wrong. When you, when ain't nobody say nothing to you and you, and you still hiding, that's your guilt. That's the conscience that God has given you. Okay, so quit thinking that when you walk into the church that everybody got a problem with you. Ain't nobody got no problem with you. Ain't nobody want your man. Did I say that? Did I say that? I said that. That's your guilt. And your guilt, amen, will cause you to feel like you're being judged. Oh, they're looking at me a certain kind of way. Oh, they're talking about me. You see how they look? Ain't nobody bothering about you. We love you and all that. But guess what? We got bigger fishes to fry. I'm trying to get some men up here to paint. Help me, will you please? Evil. They saying that, man, man, ain't nobody really thought about you. <laughs> he says, God, listen, verse 12. 
So the first thing is we got to remember is that we're all equal. What? There's no bigger person. There's no more spiritual person in this church. Listen, everybody is equal in the eyes of God because guess what? When your appointment time comes, I can't go for you. You can't say, baby, can you go take that appointment with God for me? Nope. God says when that time comes for judgment. Now, remember, it's not for condemnation. Man, you should be rejoicing that you're a Christian and you're not going to the great white throne, but you're going to what? The Bema seat of Christ so that God will evaluate you. Now, watch this now. The evaluation process is going to be like this. What did you do for me? Now, some of us are going to be a quick meeting. Oh, you never did nothing. All right, go ahead. You don't want to live in heaven as a poor person. He says there's a place where you store up treasures in heaven. So if there's a place where you store up treasures in heaven, it means that I'm going to use. Why store up something in heaven if I ain't going to use it? So a lot of times we're so earthly minded, watch this, that we're not storing up anything up there because we're living for what? Down here. But one day when you stand before him for evaluation, it is about distribution of rewards. Y'all with me? Watch what he says next. So then each one of us will give an account for himself. So write this down. Number two. Second point, we all have to answer to God. That's the second point. We, are, we all have to answer individually to God. Okay? This word, given account, means to speak. It's the word logos. Amen. It's the word logos, and the word logos means to speak intelligently. So there ain't going to be no stumbling. You know why? You can't give an excuse to God when you stand before him one day. See, I believe this. I believe if we stop focusing on everybody else and start focusing on us and judge us correctly, we will get this Christian life better. For real, like stop being paranoid, man. I'm telling you. Listen, look at you. Give an account for you. The word logos here when he says give an account for yourself, it is to speak intelligently to God. Now, why is it that I can't give an excuse to God? Because God on the day of judgment, watch this, watch this now, he will know your next words that come out your mouth because he's God. And if you choose in that moment to lie, to give an excuse, he's going to say, I already knew what you were going to say. So what am I saying? The blessing of choices is that whenever you, whatever you choose will show up in the end. Your choices. Amen? And what does that mean, Pastor? That means that if you choose to lie to God on that day, it will be revealed. So my question to you is this. Are you, are you living a life where you can give an answer? Five, four, three, two, one. You're in the presence of God. And, and he's asking you, 
give an account for everything you've done. What can you say? Oh, I was so busy worrying about what Sister Gray was doing or Brother, Brother, Brother Brown was doing that I wasn't looking at who? Me. And so the one thing we have to understand, if we're not going to judge people, we have to remember this always. We all have to answer to who? To God. Now look at verse 13. He says, therefore, I'm almost done. I got 16 minutes. Watch this. He says, therefore, let us not judge one another what? So what, what does that mean anymore? Where my English teaches that? What, what does that anymore mean? Mean what? Mean they were doing it before, right? Am I, am I right or am I wrong? He said, let us not judge what? One another anymore. But rather determine this. Do you know that when you judge people, you are putting an obstacle in their way? Look what he says. He says, but, but rather this, determine this, not to put an obstacle. You, you, know what this, you know what this word obstacle means? First of all, let me just say this. It, it, is, it, it means an offense. It means to cause a person to fall. So here's the next point. We must not allow our judgment of others to be an obstacle to them. Do not allow our judgment of others to be an obstacle to them. Listen, our opinions affect. Brothers, let me say something. You have to, you have to speak words that build up your spouse. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with your children. You have to speak words that build up, not words that tear down. We have to remember that we must not judge them. Watch this. But what we think by what we think we know. Study the motives behind the words of a person casting bad judgments. Perhaps the one being judged didn't agree with them when they were wrong. Maybe they stood up for what was right and didn't want to want to party with them, so now they're looked upon. They had values and morals that didn't, they didn't agree with, so they judged them and told everyone else, don't trust that person. Here's the thing. You be the judge of that person yourself. Don't be believing what everybody else say. Find out for yourself if that person is different than what you're portraying them to be, what the other person is portraying them to be. Always look at character. Always look at character. If you want to know who a person is, check their word. Is there a yes or yes? Is there no or no? Come on, somebody. You see, the problem was what was happening here is that this church was experiencing so much tension with people, judging one another, putting each other down. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening here at this church, but I want to tell you something. Sometimes that stuff can creep in. Sometimes you don't know what a person's going through. You don't know how hard the struggle has been for them to get right where they are. Come on, somebody. You don't know how long it took for them to even come through the doors of the church. 
And you saying to yourself, man, she ain't about this, he ain't about that. But I stopped by to tell you, only God will judge me on judgment day. And may I say this to you, our opinions about people, amen, if it ain't good, don't spread it. And stop going based on what you think you know. Oh, I think Pastor Mad today. No, wrong. I just look like this. Every now and then. <laughs> you think I'm mad. I ain't mad. I'm trying to check you out. See where you are. Are you with me? Watch this. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, make sure you do this. Make sure you do this. He says, therefore, let us not judge. You see it? Let us what? Not judge. Did I tell you what the word judge means? It means to condemn. To decide. Some of us have already decided in our mind that that's the way it is. Oh, I wish I had. How about certain people? But may I say this to you? You need to, you need to backtrack. Don't let the outward appearance fool you. Because let me tell you something. Satan will try to keep some good people out your life, some godly people out your life. Why? Because they, he wants you to feel a certain kind of way about people. He wants you to have issues with brothers and sisters in the church. Hear me out, y'all. And when we work together, and when we serve together, you know what I found out about serving together? You know why some people don't want to serve or get close to each other? Because they'll be found out. I'm going to say it one more time. Because they'll be found out. Amen. I saw, that, I saw that roach in your car. And I ain't talking about the roach from Motel 6 either. Amen. I saw that blunt um, uh, paper wrappings in your car. See, when you work close with people, you get to find out about them. They wear a lot of cologne. They trying to cover. Are we going to play today or are we going to talk for real? <laughs> right? People cover up. But you know what I love about when I got saved? When I went to my church... They took me as I was. They wasn't tripping with me. They're like, this dude crazy. I'm going to leave him alone until he changes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and when they really got to know I was crazy is when we did a project together. And I got mad, got in my feelings. Amen. <laughs> I had to grow up a little bit, y'all. You know what I'm saying? When you come out the world, come on, y'all, let's talk a little bit. When we, when we come out the world, we're bringing everything that we used to have into the church until we what? Mature, until we change. But let me ask you this question. How do you change? By the power of the word, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the application of what you've learned. You and I will never grow if all we do is write notes down, watch this, and leave it there. Whatever you hear, you have to ask God. God, help me to apply this today. You with me? Listen, 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 listen to this. Paul says right here, and I'm closing. He says, don't put an obstacle. What's the next thing he says? Or a stumbling block. 
Watch this. I want to share some stuff with you right now that's deep. And this can apply to every area of your life, okay? Watch this. A stumbling block is a trap. All right? It is, it is, it is entrapment. Okay? Trapping people because you're trapped is wrong. I'm going to say it one more time. Trapping people because you're trapped is wrong. Here's how people do that. They hold people back because they're held back. Nah, they ain't hiring over there. They don't need nobody. Just because you didn't get the job doesn't mean I don't have to qualify to go get the job. But you're you're trapped, so you're holding me back. People got information, access to all kinds of stuff, right? But watch this. But because they didn't get it, they don't want you to have it. And I'm talking about Christians now. I'm talking about Christian people who know stuff, who can help each other. Come on, y'all. We have to understand something that God will put strategic people in your path. But just because you didn't get elevated, don't be mad at that person that got it. Listen, be a blessing to somebody. Be a help to somebody. But trap people. Hold people back. That's right. And then trapping people because you're trapped. Holding information. Holding people back. Talking down to them. Telling them they can't when they can. Oh, I wish I had somebody. That's not the church we have. And that's not the church we'll ever have. Not as long as I'm here. Because he says it... the. The problem with that is you and I are putting a stumbling block in what? In a what? In a brother's way. Can you believe this with Christians? You know what I love about the Bible? It doesn't hide the flaw of man. The Bible tells us everything and it gives it to us in truth, in real time. It's not trying to make a pretty picture of itself. Here are Christians who, who, were, who were convinced somehow that they could hold people back. They were putting stumbling blocks and they were putting, they were putting obstacles in the path. of Anybody put an obstacle in your path before? Anybody here? <laughs> Amen. They told you you couldn't make it. They told you wasn't good enough. Told you wasn't smart enough. They told you you couldn't go that far. But you did. Come on. Listen, whose opinions really matter? People's or God's? So the last thing we got to do is we must not allow our judgment of others to be the cause for their stumbling. Don't trap people, y'all. Be the kind of person that when you meet a person, you give them benefit of the doubt until they show you something different and if you show me who you are the first time I believe it but if the second time you come around you somebody else then I'm a little confused I'm a little confused and if the third time you come around and you somebody else now I'm really confused because now I don't know how to handle you I'm trying to help somebody watch this 
But remember this. The first person you showed me, that may be the person you want to be. But the last person you show me, maybe that's who you are. But even with that, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to nail you to the cross. But what I am going to do is I'm going to talk to you about it. Oh, I wish I had somebody. See, we got to learn how to deal with conflict and situations in life, especially when people are judging you. You understand what I'm saying? Talk it out. All right? C.S. Lewis, great writer, great Christian, wrote about in mere Christianity. He said, one of the marks of a certain type of man is that if he cannot give up a thing himself, watch this, without wanting everybody else to give it up. <laughs> he says one of the marks of a man is that if he cannot give up something without wanting everybody else to give it up, that is not the Christian way. He says an individual Christian may see fit to give up all sorts of things, drugs, alcohol, whatever. But the moment he starts looking down his nose at other people who, do, who used to do them, amen, and he's taking a judgmental look at them, he's putting them in a trap because he wants to control them. May I say this to you? Just because you give up something, you give up whatever, doesn't mean everybody got to roll with you. You let everybody work on their own time. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. Amen. The one thing I know about God's word, it is a revealer of what's in the heart. And um, today, if you came here today and you say, Pastor, man, that, that, that word was for me. I heard from God. And I'm not saying that you're the one judging people. But maybe you're so hard on yourself. Remember, people get paranoid when they're doing stuff. But then they, then they project that on other people. They make a judgment or they don't like me or that kind of stuff. And so today, if you need prayer, if you need prayer this morning, amen, I want to pray for you this morning. Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me that, that I'm not an obstacle or stumbling block to anybody. I don't want to ever be like that, y'all. Can I tell you something? <laughs> I'm going to say this. Because I mean this. I will never have anything in my heart for anybody in this church. Ever. You hear me? Ever. You could talk about me. You could lie on me. You can 
scandalize my name. You can do all that stuff. I will never, I will keep loving you. Because that's what Christ tells me to do. I'm not built like that. Now, if I wasn't saved, I'd be done with you. But what I found out is this. People carry their own guilt. And they need somebody to blame. And God put me in the forefront to take some of that every now and then. Let me say this to you. There's nothing you can do to me that will stop me from loving you. Nothing. I'm going to say it one more time. Nothing. Because God has changed me. In the streets, I was loyal. But I was a leader. Okay, I led thieves. I wasn't a follower. I was a leader in the streets. Okay? And I done been all over this country doing dirt. But the one thing they knew about me, I was always a man of my word. But when Christ saved me, he humbled me. Yesterday, I got cussed out twice. Twice. In front of this young man right here. And I humbled myself. But let me tell you something. Back in the day, Hmm. Back in the day. Back in the day. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up for a reason. Because I want you all as members of this church to become that kind of people. That no matter what you face, you let God fight your battles. You let God fight for you. And you, you're part of something. His kingdom. Somebody here today, you've been contemplating joining church. Today's your day to come and join church. All right? Let's, today's your day to join church. Be part of the body. Somebody here today, you need to be restored. If that's you, you want to be restored, come and be restored today. Some of you need prayer today. Amen? You need prayer. Your situation, your circumstance, whatever it is. Some of you need to return back to the Lord. But I want to say this to you, okay? Today, it's hard to find people who are genuine. Who genuinely love. It should be the church, but it's not. But I want to tell you something. God didn't save me out of what he saved me to. My wife, me and my wife were driving together today. She said, I want to turn around. I want you to turn around. I want you to go see this guy. He reminded me of you. He's sitting out here in the field. Sitting with his leg crossed, talking to himself. Crazy man. She said, that reminded me of you. Because that's where I was. People want to know, Pastor, why are you so driven? I lost my mind and God gave it back to me. Okay? Bipolar. Uh, you know, they say all this. I was demon possessed and God saved me.
by me confessing with my mouth and believing in my heart. Okay? I, I don't want to prolong the time, but I just feel like I need to testify to somebody here today to let you know there's power in that name, Jesus. But you got to want to be real. Let him expose the things in your life that needs fixing. And then don't get no attitude when he start working on you. Amen. Let him work on you.